No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we begin the study of the book of Micah. Micah is a prophet of Judah who is a contemporary of Isaiah. He prophesies concerning the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl teaches in Micah chapter 1 on Simply the Bible. Today we begin the book of Micah, one of the minor prophets so named because of the short length of his book. Now we don't know much about Micah. His name means who is like Yahweh. In Micah's prophecies, we see that the Lord is not merely the God of Israel, but of the entire earth. And so who is like him? Now Micah was a contemporary of Isaiah. Both were prophets living in the southern kingdom of Judah. Whereas Isaiah was in Jerusalem among the kings living there, Micah was from the country. He lived in Moresheth, a town in the fertile foothills about 25 miles southwest of Jerusalem near Gath of the Philistines. Micah prophesied about the destruction of the northern kingdom of Israel that had Samaria as its capital, but he also prophesied against the southern kingdom of Judah and specifically Jerusalem. Although they would soon witness the Assyrians conquering Samaria for her disobedience and idolatry, Judah would not learn the lesson and would suffer when the Assyrians came in in about 700 BC and then would later be conquered by Babylon and go into captivity. Now, Micah was an effective prophet. He is mentioned in the book of Jeremiah, which was written about 150 years after Micah prophesied. At the time, the princes and people wanted to kill Jeremiah for prophesying against Jerusalem. But certain elders addressed the assembly of people. In Jeremiah 26, 18, we read, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed like a field, Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all of Judah ever put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? And the Lord relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them. So Micah was effective in the days of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, to turn the people away from their reckless path, at least for a time. Micah is quoted twice in the New Testament, once by Matthew concerning where Christ would be born in Bethlehem, for Micah predicted this. And then Jesus quoted Micah 7, 6 in Matthew 10, 35, when he said, For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Micah gives three messages in his book. Each one begins with the exhortation to hear what the Lord has to say. We begin in Micah chapter 1, the word of the Lord. They came to Micah of Moresheth in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Micah began prophesying during the reign of Jotham, through the reign of Hezekiah, these kings reigned from 750 to 686 BC. Micah saw these things, meaning that he was given a vision, both mentally and spiritually. He saw 
the judgments actually happening against the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel. Hear, all you peoples, listen, O earth, and all that is in it. Let the Lord God be a witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord is coming out of his place. He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. The mountains will melt under him, and the valleys will split like wax before the fire, like waters pour down a steep place. And so it is as though Micah is calling everyone, all peoples throughout the earth, really indicating that God is sovereign over all the earth, and the people should be as a jury in a courtroom scene. Yahweh would be a witness against his own people for breaking their covenant with him. And he would come down from his high and holy place to tread on the high places of the earth. Now, this could be a play on words because the high places were seats of government, but also high places were where they practiced their pagan idolatry and sacrificed to their demon gods. And so God was going to tread down both places. Mountains melting, valleys splitting, and waters pouring down. While all of this could be figurative for the judgments that were coming to both houses of Israel, this has overtones of the judgments occurring on the earth during the Great Tribulation as described in Revelation 6.18. All this is for the transgression of Jacob and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? And what are the high places of Judah? Are they not Jerusalem? Now, Samaria was the capital city in the northern kingdom, and they began this idolatry with the golden calves that King Jeroboam had set up, and then under the reign of King Ahab and Jezebel, they began Baal worship in Samaria. And so this was the transgression of Jacob. But Jerusalem was the high places of Judah. Now, Jerusalem was to be the only place where the Lord was worshipped. He put his name there. And yet they also had high places of pagan idolatry even in Jerusalem. Therefore, I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in the field, places for planting a vineyard. I will pour down her stones into the valley and I will uncover her foundations. All her carved images shall be beaten to pieces and all her pay as a harlot shall be burned with the fire. All her idols I will lay desolate for she gathered it from the pay of a harlot and they shall return to the pay of a harlot. Now, Samaria would be destroyed and the ruins can still be seen today. It is a heap of rubble and a place for vineyards. And yet Samaria had been a very strategic location up on a hill, uh, but it, it's no more. The carved images would be beaten to pieces. God would literally destroy them to smithereens. And then her payment for her prostitution would be burned. Part of the worship of these pagan deities was to have temple prostitutes and they would earn money through their sexual favors that they would then give to the idolatrous temple. Well, and God was saying that your proceeds that you earned as a prostitute are all in vain. Therefore, I will wail and howl. I will go stripped and naked. I will make a wailing like the jackals and a mourning like the ostriches. For her wounds are incurable, for it has come to Judah. It has come to the gate of my people 
to Jerusalem. So Micah described the devastation that would happen to not only the northern kingdom of Israel, but also the southern kingdom of Judah in 701 BC, when Sennacherib's Assyrian army would destroy 46 towns in Judah and then surround Jerusalem, according to 2 Kings 18 and 19. Micah was wailing and howling over this. This shows just the heart of the prophet of God. We would see also that Jeremiah was the weeping prophet as they just wept over what was going to happen, the devastation to their people. We also see that Jesus wept over Jerusalem after his triumphal entry, and then he lamented over her ultimate destruction and desolation. In Luke 13, 34, Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. This is the heart of the true prophet of God, the one who would be like Christ. And when we see what happens as a result of sin, the devastation, the brokenness that occurs. I believe that we need to be more weepers of souls if we would want to be reapers of souls. Verse 10, tell it not in Gath, weep not at all in Beth Aphra, roll yourself in the dust, pass by in naked shame. You inhabitant of Shaphir, the inhabitant of Zaanan does not go out. Beth Ezel mourns, its place to stand is taken away from you. Now, these are all cities of Judah, cities that would be destroyed by this Assyrian invasion. But there's a series of word plays here. Gath was actually a Philistine city that means tell town. And so he said, tell it not in tell town. Micah did not want the inhabitants of Gath to hear about the Assyrian attack on Judah. Neither did he want them weeping, for that would draw attention to Judah's defeat in the land of the Philistines. And he did not want them gloating over it. He said, roll yourself in the dust in Beth Aphra. Now, Beth Aphra means house of dust. So roll in the dust in the house of dust. Pass by in naked shame in Shaphir. Shaphir meant beautiful. And so for them to go into captivity in naked shame uh, would be ironic to say the least in the town of beautiful. They cannot go out in Zaanan. Zaanan means to go out and they would not be able to go out for fear of the Assyrians. And in Beth Ezel, which means the house of taking away, they would mourn because they were not able to stand against their invaders, but would in fact be taken away by the Assyrians. For the inhabitants of Meroth pined for good, but disaster came down from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. O inhabitant of Lachish, harness the chariot to the swift steeds. She was the beginning of sin to the daughter of Zion, for the transgressions of Israel were found in you. And so in Meroth, which means bitterness, uh, they would be pining away and in pain. Uh, he said to harness the chariot in Lachish. Lachish means the team of swift horses. And yet they would try to harness the chariot in vain because they would not be able to escape. Verse 14, therefore you shall give presents to Moresheth Gath. The houses of Akzib shall be a lie to the kings of Israel. I will yet bring an heir to you, O inhabitant of Marisha. The glory of Israel shall come to Adullam. Make yourself bald and cut off your hair because of your precious children. Enlarge your baldness like an eagle, for they shall go from you into captivity. 
So Moresheth Gath was Micah's own hometown, and it sounds like the Hebrew word for betrothed. Now, a father would give his daughter a gift when she was married. Similarly, Jerusalem would give Moresheth Gath to the Assyrian king. Akzib means deception, and that city would be a lie to the kings of Israel. They would put hope in it, and yet it would turn out to be faulty. And then Marisha means inheritance, and that city would be given to Assyria as an heir. The glory of Israel would come to Adullam. Earlier, David had once escaped Adullam when he was fleeing from Saul, and so now the leaders, that is the glory of Israel, would be shamed by becoming fugitives in this place of Adullam, the place of refuge. Finally, Micah said, make yourself bald and cut off your hair because of your precious children. Enlarge your baldness like an eagle, like a bald eagle. The idea here was of total mourning, cutting their hair, making themselves bald as a sign of mourning for the loss of what would occur. Now, all of these things happened because Judah did not learn the lesson of watching the northern kingdom of Israel go into Assyrian captivity. They could have listened to what Micah said. They could have listened to what God had said in his covenant. And we also, we can listen to God's word. We can hear when he speaks to us. We can judge ourselves. And if we will do that, then we won't be judged. But if we won't, if we stiffen our neck and harden our heart, then the day of judgment will certainly come in its time. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. We're happy to announce that we're building a new facility in Southwest Meridian. For more information or to give toward this project, please visit calvarytv.org slash building project. That's calvarytv.org slash building project. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast. Tomorrow we will see that Micah prophesies against evildoers, unjust rulers, and lying and unfaithful prophets. Jerusalem will be in ruins, but one day Israel will be restored. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Micah on Simply the Bible. <laughs>